Hello, and welcome to Jeff Pesito Reads. I'm Jeff Pesito, and today I will be reading you the first chapter of a short story called Living in the Shadow. Living in the Shadow. Chapter 1. Home. Angelo's shadow stretched long and faint, wavering across the field, and betrayed his spindly three-foot form. The pale, blurred black umbra of his fingers crescented out from wishbone-thin, curved arms along the yellow, thatched, foot-long grass as he stood there, breathing deeply. Panting, his tiny square chest rising and falling, ribcage expanding and collapsing in smooth, deep swells, immersed in his own world, the burbling of the creek was distant, hollow, echoing down the tunnel of his mind miles away. The gentle wind whistled through the sparse line of pine trees running along his left side towards the creek, spiraling down that tunnel, along with the elongated voice of his mother, who called out for him from behind. His eyes moved slowly, opening and closing, blinking at the speed of a slow-shutter camera, and a smile began to broaden across his soft olive skin, splitting his lips into a wide grin. Angelo! Her voice faded in, invading his reality, collapsing the tunnel of his mind into itself, turning the shadow scythe reaper into nothing but an effigy of an adolescent boy, swaying with the grass in the ever-weary Mediterranean sun. Venequi! She snapped in a quick staccato beat, her right hand by her side, bony index finger pointing down to her feet, knobby knuckles swollen against taut skin. Her ever-present paper-thin white apron flapped over her lowered arm with the warm counter-breeze that hummed against the whistle of the trees. Her worn bare feet stood solid on the smooth stone landing. She was a resolute statue, her cracked dry heels blending into the crevices in the cobbles. Angelo's eyes remained gently shut, squeezing every last moment he could out of the fantasy he was enjoying as he span around on his own tattered heels to face his mother. The upturned corners of his mouth dropped slowly as he opened his eyes, leaving his imagination behind. Stepping forward into a jog, he reached deep into the pocket of his homemade burlap trousers that dropped to a ragged hem just below his knee and grabbed hold of the cool brass-colored bullet. He had found that bullet two days earlier on the side of the road near one of the neighboring fields. He held it in his palm in that pocket, turning it over and over again, feeling the smooth slickness of it as he ran, his free arm swinging wildly. He didn't want to lose it. He worried it would slip out as he ran, and he couldn't bear the thought of being separated from his treasure. The sun strobed through the trees that lined the mountain range to the east, stabbing at the periphery of his sight. His eyes twitched ever so slightly with each bright spear piercing into the edge of his vision. Angelo's mother flickered in and out of darkness like Maria Gasparini at the picture house as the sharp beams intermittently blinded him and haloed his mum. Their family home sat low to the ground, originally built by his great-grandfather, each stone laid by his large, strong hands, one upon the next, building a fortress for his family for generations to come. Two square rooms, fifteen feet on each side, divided by a wall of hand-hewn stone, comprised the total area of the house, and provided scarcely enough space for Dominic and Alessandra's eight children. The lush field of crops and grass tapered off as they approached the house, surrounded as it was by a moat of dark beaten soil, hammered by years of footfalls as children and parents alike worked and played about its foundations. An outdoor oven constructed of similar stone sat apart from the home and wafted a fine tendril of sweet acrid smoke into the air from its mortar gnarled chimney. To the right of the building laid a fenced-in area, half covered by planks of rotted oak, their veins deeply gouged from ages of erosive downpours, 
The family's single cow, sectioned off from the two dozen hens, leaned under this overhang, close to the house, in the cool shadow it cast, a respite from the late-day sun. The chickens high-stepped around their cage, pecking at the pebbly soil and squawking at the warm air, ruffling their feathers against the sagging heat. To the left, a large collection of oak planks bound to thick cross pieces sat, weighed down by five smooth amorphous boulders of varying sizes. Each quite heavy in their own right, the smallest stone was an oblong shape about a foot across. Beneath this upside-down shield laid a ten-foot diameter well, a hand-dug convenience Dominic felt was necessary to make his house a home. Alessandra thought him foolish for taking the time to dig such an extravagance, but Dominic insisted. In the cold, in the winter, you would have our children walk to the river just to drink, he said. Alessandra scoffed. If it was good enough for her to fetch water from the river growing up, it would be good enough for her children as well. Dominic had won that argument, as once he started digging, she didn't stop him. The leaves of the trees chimed their reedy song as a marginally cooler wind scurried down from the mountain and bustled through their boughs, spreading itself across the wide plain, coercing the wheat stalks into wavering a muted hymn. Angelo's loose clothing shook in the breeze and he spread his arms wide, leaving the bullet to hang heavy in the pocket of his homemade trousers and allowing the God-sent comforting grasp of the wind to cool and ease him towards home. When he reached the stone stoop, worn slickly smooth from years of travel, his mother had already gone inside, the wooden door swinging back slowly on rust-dry iron hinges with a rising whine. She had left the lid of the rainwater barrel that flanked one side of the door just off the edge of the stoop slightly ajar, but Angelo took no notice of it. He bounded up the stairs like some demigod climbing the steps of Olympus or an eager parishioner on Easter at the Chiesa San Benedetto. Turning, he gave one final glance at the waking plain, the grass and wheat and even the clouds above engaged in the grand waltz of midsummer and stepped across the threshold into the cool dank of his house. Thank you very much for listening to Chapter 1 of Living in the Shadow. Join us next week for Chapter 2, Hearth. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach me by email at jeff at That's J-E-F-F at P-A-C-I-T-T-O dot com. On Twitter at jpacitoreads or visit our website at pacito.com. See you soon.